Hey there, my name is Peyton Macy's and you're listening to AnyCast. AnyCast is about anything and everything. We have some cool guests on sometimes, or sometimes it's just me. But enjoy today's episode and I hope you learn something new. everybody welcome 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 a new episode in our series of the original trilogy yeah today we're reviewing my favorite star wars movie of all time one of the greatest movies of all time one of the most magical best whatever is just the best movie It, it might be the best movie of all time the empire strikes back you know As I said last week, I was introduced to Star Wars at a very young age. I have grown up on Star Wars. I absolutely love Star Wars. When I was younger, I think I was a bigger fan of the prequels because I didn't really care. I mean, I I liked the originals, but they were a little bit slow in some parts when I was younger. Now I can watch the movies and I'm like, it's not really that slow to me. I enjoy them thoroughly. I think the pacing is good. Um... But, you know, Empire Strikes Back, even when I was uh, younger, it always stuck out to me. It really did. You know, from the opening scene on Hoth in the AT-ATs, falling and getting destroyed, and Darth Vader coming to Hoth, hunting down the Rebels, and the Rebels barely even escaping, and seeing Luke Skywalker escape the grip of the Tauntaun, you know, or not the Tauntaun, sorry, the Wampa. Well, actually, he went inside the Tauntaun to get uh, some warmth. I'm just going to give a quick little review of the entire story. You know, our movie opens up on Hoth. The Rebels are escaping from the Empire. They are hiding out on a base now uh, on Hoth because it's one of the worlds that is, it's one of the planets that is the most furthest off of Imperial maps. But the Empire finds them. They send out AT-ATs. But in the beginning, nobody knows where Luke is. Luke went out on a journey, and he hasn't returned. And Luke is kidnapped by a snow yeti named the Wampa. And long story short, Luke gets out of the Wampa. He comes back. He flies a snow speeder. Um, and they use the snow speeders the Rebels do to tie up the legs of the AT-ATs and make the AT-ATs fall while Leia and Han evacuate the base and get on the Falcon as Darth Vader shows up and they escape. And then, of course, Luke escapes in the X-Wing with R2-D2. And then we wait and watch as our team splits up. Yes, our team splits up. It's, It's very common in a movie trilogy like this with the hero's journey where the team would split up 
And I think it honestly might have started because of Star Wars. You see, Han and Leia and all of them have to make it back to a rebel ship, basically. And, or actually, I think they're trying, no, they were trying to make it to Lando. But they also need fuel and they run into fuel problems. They are stranded in the middle of space at times trying to hide from the Empire while Luke and R2 are going to meet the great Master Yoda. The Master Yoda that is very strange. We don't know about Master Yoda until we get to Dagobah, which it's interesting in the lore and everything, and this is going to be important when I review the sequels next year, and I'll remind you guys of this. Um, time on Dagobah is not like time on any other planet. Dagobah is one of the weird planets where it's a swamp but it also has very weird time and it's explained not in the movie it's explained in the lore and star wars fans bring this up a lot especially when talking about the sequels because we don't know how long luke was on dagobah to us it looked like 20 30 minutes right and maybe like a day Right, That's what I thought when I was a kid. You know, I watched it and I'm like, oh, maybe it was a day. Not really, because Luke is training on Dagobah to become a Jedi Master. Because we learned that Yoda was a Jedi Grand Master back in the Clone War days. And, and he is uh, in his old... Oh, older age you know trying to coach luke but you know it's not really going well at some point some points it's going better and we learn in the lore that the time there is different and it really shows because you know luke goes to his planet not really knowing a lot about the force and then he comes out of the planet being able to lift an x-wing like bro but you know we also learn about how the force works and on this planet of dagobah there was like this dark and deep pit or whatever there's like this cave it was a dark part of dagobah and you would confront your worst fear vader's or sorry luke's worst fear is that vader is him we see uh, luke fight an imaginary vader and he breaks the mask and it's him him under the mask this is luke's greatest fear he fears that he is vader or that he is i guess in relation to vader and then he ends up leaving because he force he senses something in the force is not well and meanwhile uh han leia chewie 3po and r2d2 um you know they're on this like big basically operation where they have to hide from the empire in space but get to cloud cities because they need support basically in the rebellion fight and we meet lando calrissian and this is han's old friend from the uh kessel run and the good old days which maybe someday i'll review solo i don't really have a lot of interest to because i'm not a particular fan of Solo. I thought it was an okay movie. We, we could talk about it at a later date, but I might review it 
it gives you context about the castle run and stuff which is neat i guess um but they go there and lando sells them out to vader and boba fett and we get to meet boba fett um there's a scene that i forgot to mention where it's this really brief scene but it's a really cool scene where we get to see bounty hunters you see vader hires these bounty hunters one of which is boba fett another is bosk another is dengar and then you have ig88 there um and then you have zuckus we have our bounty hunters and it's a very brief scene but even off this one scene star wars fans were just blown away by it and now each of those characters that might seem minimal if you dive into the lore and the comics like now there's comics and full-on book series on each of these characters there's a lot of history about their species who they are what they are where they come from all this different sort of stuff but especially boba fett boba fett is just hired under vader to uh capture han solo and we see that lando actually sells out and gives han to vader and boba fett now why would vader want han well vader wanted to try out a little test and we see han get broken away from princess leia and i forgot to mention this entire movie the entire time um han is falling in love with leia and then we get the scene when he's about to be dipped in carbonite or turned into a carbonite brick um where leia says i love you and he says i know and then he falls into the carbonite um but what carbonite is is basically it freezes you into this brick like this solid brick and it's a really neat scene um you know it's just like new thing it raises the stakes for the next movie and overall it's just you know you don't know is is han dead are they gonna get him and then we hear that boba fett takes it to jabba's palace because han owed jabba a lot of money and he never paid him back and then we get the best part the big climax in the movie as we see this happening leia 3po chewy they escape r2d2 is with luke r2d2 i think he actually ends up he meets up with uh c3po and everybody because luke i think lets him go um and then we learn that lando they kind of like try to make lando into a good guy in this movie also he sold them out and then he's kind of like hey i'm gonna try to be on your side and try to be heroic but he doesn't really do anything heroic in this movie and so until the next movie where he does heroic things um so we'll talk about that with uh return of the jedi and then we watch this all happen and while all this is going on they're escaping cloud city uh which is on bespin we see the great fight arguably the greatest battle in all of star wars i i would say i would say it's the best there's one other battle that comes very close in fact i might do i think i will do a, a star wars battles tier list uh soon for you guys and we see this thing where you have luke versus vader 
And we can see that Luke is very powerful now. He's, he's more confident in himself. He has the force on his side, and he battles Darth Vader. And Darth Vader's, you know, he's using all the tricks in the Sith book, you know. He's throwing the stuff at him. And they end up to fight on this, like, beam, I guess you could say, that's hovering over this massive void. We don't know where this void leads to. And then Darth Vader chops off Luke's arm. Or hand, actually. Or actually, no arm, sorry. And Luke's arm is chopped off. It's the big, it's the big scene. Nobody knows what's going to happen. You see your hero without an arm. And you think that Vader's going to kill him. But Vader says, join me, and together we can rule the galaxy. And then Luke starts saying, I'll never join you. And he starts talking about how Ben Obi, or yeah, Ben Kenobi was saying um, that you killed my father. And then Vader says, Obi-Wan uh, never told you, but I am your father. You know, he says, I am your father. And, you know, it's in that moment, it's the, it's the big plot twist in the original trilogy that the one thing that Luke feared has become reality, that he is, in fact, related to Darth Vader. And he, he denies it over and over again. He just says it, it's not true. And then Luke does the unimaginable and drops off this ledge and slides down and then calls out, or actually... Okay, so he slides down, and then he ends up on the outside of the Cloud City on, like, this little tiny antenna pole thing, and he's sitting there. And in the past, people would have thought, oh, you know, maybe Luke has this connection with Leia. Um, like, it's weird. Like, there's this connection <laughs> with them. Um... But really, we learn later in the canon that he used the Force to call out to her and that she is Force-sensitive. So he uses the Force to call out to uh, Leia and Leia picks up Luke. They turn around, pick up Luke, um, even though it was a really risky move because they already have the Empire tracking them. They go back, get Luke, put him on like a health uh, a system, and then they escape the Empire Lando and Chewie take the Millennium Falcon and they go to get Han Solo and Tatooine at Jabba's Palace while C-3PO, R2-D2, Leia, and Luke with a new robotic arm um, are on a rebel cruiser thing. And it's a nice end to the, uh, to the movie. You know, because it's, he's Luke, Leia, 3PO, R2, they're looking out. And, you know, like, Vader's kind of calling out to Luke in the Force. Um, and Vader's looking out into the stars. Everybody's just looking out into the stars. And then it ends. And then it's like, what's going to happen next? It really is the best Star Wars film. It's far better than A New Hope. Not to say that A New Hope is bad. It's just Empire Strikes Back is is amazing. You know, it's it's different in so many ways. You know, from the tone of the movie, it's a very much more darker movie. 
you know, starts off like, oh, yay, I guess the, you know, I, actually it kind of does start off in a darker tone. You know, we already see our heroes losing a little bit because they are discovered by the Empire. And it's kind of been that way, but the last one ends on a happy note. This one ends on the note of we're out of it all. The Empire has won. Um, our odds, the odds are not in our favor at all. And that we're going to just lose it. And it ends in that way. And it just makes Return of the Jedi so much better because it ends in this way. Because as you'll see, with Return of the Jedi, of course, the good guys win in a heroic way. Um, and it's just, it's just amazing, you know? Um, they win in this way that is just, it's so redeeming and well-deserved because you see the rebels go through so much and then they finally take over the empire then also of course they briefly tease like very briefly tease the emperor emperor palpatine emperor palpatine has a bigger presence in episode six um he has a presence here and basically vader is answering to the emperor right and in this movie we kind of get to see that vader's plan all along was to actually rule the galaxy with his son and kill palpatine and we'll see how all that ends but i mean i can't believe this movie is over 40 years old it still holds up today i think some of the effects are a little bit outdated but most of them are solid just like the last movie um amazing stuff lando you know he becomes a way better character in episode six i love lando's character arc um episode six is a really strong movie um i'm actually excited to watch episode six because i remember i remember always watching episode six and i i didn't hate it that it was good i just thought that it was a conclusion movie but you know after watching the uh trilogy and leading up to six i think it's going to be um, a better viewing you know you get to see the end of all these character arcs um but you know you get to see this redemptive arc um with lando you get to see luke become a true jedi master in this next film we get to see what plays out with han and leia's relationship what plays out with um even the droids c-3po and r2d2 and uh chewy so yeah i'm really excited to watch this to or i'll probably watch it tomorrow or the day after but you guys will hear me next week talk about it with all that being said i hope you guys enjoyed this one um what are your guys' thoughts on empire strikes back i hope you guys like it a lot um most star wars fans usually say empire is the greatest movie some other Star Wars fans, though, say, like, Revenge of the Sith is the greatest, which, you know, honestly, it, it is a really good movie. I think it's my second favorite Star Wars movie. It's really close to Revenge of the Sith, or to Empire. You know, Revenge of the Sith is, it's such a dramatic movie. It's a very deep and uh, dark, like, very darker movie, but Empire Strikes Back is just, so, it's just something else, you know? It's just something else because 
even in the sense of Revenge of the Sith, you know, the Empire does win, the Sith do win, but there's this, there's this sense of hope, because you already know how episodes 4, 5, and 6 play out, so it's like, there's hope, and they even show that at the end of that movie, as Obi-Wan is giving away Luke to Aunt, uh, Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen, and then in this movie, it's like our heroes are defeated, and it's... It's a really unique ending to a movie that not a lot of movies do. You know, there's not a lot of movies out there in a series where it will end with you thinking that the enemy has won. It's a very unique strategy in a movie. And it's a very compelling and interesting strategy. That's honestly why Infinity War is like probably my favorite Marvel movie. You know, it ends in such a particular way that the good guys have lost. There's no way they won. And the villains are just the powerful ones. No, they're the ones in control. It's over for them. Um, but that's a different conversation. Maybe one day I'll review all four of the Avengers movies. I don't know about every single MCU movie. Maybe someday. Maybe. Maybe when uh, Phase 6 ends, I'll review every single MCU movie. So that's going to be a long time away, but... You know, that'd be pretty fun. Um, but for now, in our Star Wars episode, hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great day. Peace out. And always remember, may the Force be with you. Always.